Patty Otto was last seen on August 31, 1976, at her home in Lewiston, Idaho. Her daughter Suzanne is working to finally solve her mother's disappearance. Patty would have been 70 years old on August 4, 2022. everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going it's going just fine well i'm glad to hear it have a sleeping basset hound at my feet and every once in a while she's letting out a little because she's sleeping and dreaming and i nudge her with my foot a little and then she quiets down so if you hear a little clatter that's her Well, life at your zoo, right? Right. And what you going to do? I mean. I have a very quiet kitty in here with me. I thought well, maybe she'd come and show her face on, on uh, video. But so far, she's just asleep on the other chair in here. Like, it just, it's very peaceful for her. She likes to come in mm-hmm. here with me. Ah. I guess she's away from the dogs and the other cats. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to She's her. an only child. <laughs> That's right. But a big uh, true fr- crime aficionado, maybe. Yeah. Uh, probably yes over there just quietly listening <laughs> here are the cases what are you covering what's going right. on right well this is our tuesday episode yeah and let's kick it off with a crime update from katie you know when serial killers go to prison a lot of times they're there for a long time Well, we sure hope so. And they have a lot of time on their hands. Mm. You know, some of them make friends and start running their own little criminal enterprise there in prison, but uh, not all. They still have a lot of time on their hands, and a lot of them, if they don't turn to Jesus, they turn to art. Seems to be the case. Mm. Maybe both. Maybe there's Jesus art out there, too, from serial killers. I don't know. But I found this brilliant article. This is on... uh, the Indiana Times.com. The article is by Tanya Siroe, and I will link it in our show description. But she published some really interesting art from serial killers. So I thought it would be fun to take a look at a few of them. Fun? I don't know if fun's the right term. Interesting, right? All right. Possibly terrifying. And I found these because of the case that we did yesterday about Charles Ng. Because yes. he was an artist in prison, and we're, we'll take a look at his art one more time. He is an artist in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, he draws some pretty horrifying comics, but he's done some art, art too, that's kind of interesting. But uh, we're not going to start with him. We're actually going to start right here. This is from Alfred Gaynor. Good God. This is Murder Beach. So... I will try to describe these for you uh, that are watching and not listening, but it's it's a beach scene of sorts. Uh, you have a woman laying on a towel or a blanket in a thong, of course, with her back to us. With and, some uh, gigantic butt cheeks. Yeah, yes. She's drinking maybe a beer or a soda or something. And he's coming, or may, I called it him, I don't know. It's, it's a man coming up out of the water. He's dressed in a Jason mask. He has on... Well, it looks like Jason, actually. 
and he mm-hmm. has a knife, and he's carrying the dripping head of a man. <laughs> that seriously looks like the dripping head of Jesus, but maybe that's <laughs> We just keep saying Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Gaynor was convicted of raping and killing nine women. Jesus. So, <laughs> there she goes. Look at <laughs> <it> again. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well... This one is particularly uh, concerning, I think. Whoa. This is by Keith Hunter Jesperson. He was the happy face killer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he murdered eight women uh, that we know of in the U.S. in the 90s. So this is a woman, I guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a man. Oh, you're right. The, There's uh, no breasts. <laughs> by the... um. Natural anatomy drawn, drawn there. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Hello. I missed that. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, he is on a cross, like, you know. Jesus. <laughs> Why does that keep coming up? Okay. What is going on? Um, he's actually looks like beheaded, but the head is on the cross as well as the body. Uh, arms are cut off. Legs are cut off, but hung there on hooks with a, a spike through the calves. God. It says all cut up and nowhere to go. For everybody else, death comes to those who stick around. And then at the bottom, a hand on a pike that says finger food, anyone? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, damn it. <laughs> Gosh. Now you'll probably recognize this ish right here. Oh, yeah. John this, of course, is a self-portrait of John Wayne Gacy. Scariest clown ever. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Pogo the Clown, says his very creepy uh, badge. He's got balloons. He's got that signature John Wayne Gacy clown face. Ugh. He He's about as good at painting on a clown face on his own face as he is at painting it on a canvas. Yeah, yeah. I don't Which know who ever good. thought that was a good clown. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Horrifying. Now, this right here is a bunch of nonsense. I don't know what this is. Uh, I'll tell you who did it. Charles Manson. Oh, well, I guess that would be why it's a bunch of nonsense. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's sort of a face in there with eyeballs anyway. I thought it looked like a turkey. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. I'm not really sure. It's a an ink blot of sorts, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. how to describe it to y'all that aren't watching because I don't know what to say. That's kind of it. it it's like an ink blot with what looks like maybe a turkey or a face in it. And, well, it's Charles Manson. So there you go. That's yeah. probably all you actually have to know Yikes. about what it is. Yeah. And then, of course, from our episode yesterday, Charles oh. King. Uh, there's two here. There's one, and he's actually a decent artist, but mm-hmm. there is a topless mermaid uh, swimming up and looks like trying to touch the underside of a shark. And the other picture, way. yeah, the other picture is on a ship. Two mermaids hung upside down, uh, bound by their tails. Uh, maybe one of them is dead. I didn't notice that before, but she actually has blood dripping from her chest. The oh, other yeah. one looks like she is attacking the sailor, the pirate, who is also a skeleton. 
He has a sword in one hand and what looks like a lightsaber or another like flaming sword in the other mm -hmm. over a bunch of dead sharks. So, yeah. So Yikes. there you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Oh, boy. The Night Stalker. He even signed these. Richard Ramirez, Night Stalker. <laughs> oh, God. Mm -hmm. uh, he, of course, was the uh, serial killer that terrorized California once upon a time. Mm -hmm. And the first is like a, he's not a good artist either, just to clear mm -hmm. that up. Uh, the first is a skeleton, kind of like a flaming skeleton, maybe. I don't know. What do you think's coming out of its forehead? Yeah, it looks like flames. Yeah, maybe so. This is like a when a knife, can... like stuck yeah. in its ear, kind of. Oh, maybe I thought it was a firecracker. It looks like it has. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. No, it's probably a knife. This is mm -hmm. like when you're, you know, seven year old draws something and you're like, oh, honey, it's so. Uh, describe this to me, you know. Mm -hmm. I like that horse. It's a dog. Oh, yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. Kind of yeah. like that. Pretty much. The other one of Richard Ramirez is uh, two eyes, like slanted, you know, look like the evil eyes you'd see, like from cartoons. I, I bet they're supposed to be him. That looks kind of like him. It does look kind of like him. Yeah. With some, uh, I don't know, kind of looks like lightning bolts, maybe, or maybe just lines in his face in between the mm -hmm. eyes and a knife dripping with blood. Oof. Ooh, Richard, you're so <laughs> hardcore. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee wow. Lucas is the confession killer. We have never covered him and we should. Mm -hmm. uh, he's said to be have murdered between three and three thousand people. A clear number has not been established. Well, because he just confessed to everything. He just yeah. started confessing to every unsolved murder the police could find. And so they yeah. have no idea what he was being what he really truthful did. about. Yeah. So there's also two here. He also did a creepy clown, which I'm mm -hmm. sorry, Ed, but I think that this one gets uh, the blue ribbon and yours gets, I don't know, the orange one, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's a little better. It's a little better. And mm -hmm. then the other one is the face of, I don't know what this is, maybe like a zombie or a mummy. Yeah. Yeah. There's green stuff leaking out of one of the eyeballs, uh, fanged or like sharpened teeth. I don't know. Kind of does look like I don't know mummy wrapping or like yeah a, a zombie face yeah a zombie face yeah that's good yeah all right and this whoa this is some uh, some pen work that's actually pretty impressive if it wasn't this damn creepy mm -hmm. and I'll tell you who this is by this is Danny Rowling mm. Danny Rowling is the Gainesville Ripper yes He's said to have murdered five women in a three day spree. God. This too is two pictures. One of them uh, is a man with a dragon behind him. And then there's a topless woman and some kind of like a ghost or a spook. An eyeball. How am I doing? That's about right. P pretty good. Yeah. There's some kind of weird dragon on his head. Yeah. With wings. I don't know. With, wow. like, the planets and stars coming out of his claw. Yeah. And then the other one is a tree, like a bear tree, with a lot of, uh, like, bear branches that are all curvy and stuff. And there's some animals sleeping on the trees, like some cats, like big cats sleeping on the branches of the trees. 
And then there's like maybe a male and female lion and lioness in between a topless woman. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. And it's all real creepy. Like It's real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think of this in like, uh, you know, gentle terms. It's not. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then the last one. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Joseph Druce. Mm. He's a convicted killer serving back-to-back life sentences for murdering a gay bus driver and a, pedoph- a pedophile priest in two separate events. Wow. Yeah. So it, the picture, it looks like a jail sale. Mm-hmm. Jail, jail sale? Jail cell? <laughs> uh, at the top of it, it says, Stop the Evil. And he it looks, I'm guessing this is a self-portrait. He's standing there holding someone's head that's been cut off. Mm-hmm. That person is sitting up against the cell. And along the side of it in red, it says, leave the children alone, man. Wow. There you go. Yikes. So okay. no one will be sleeping tonight. That's but nightmare fuel right there. It really is. But I thought it was pretty fascinating. So you can read a little more about them and check out her article in the comments. But again, the original article, I want to make sure I give her credit because this was really good, is by Tanya Sonori. Yeah, that's really an interesting collection. Certainly, There's so much more out there, too. But... You know, and their psychopathy is definitely coming out in their art. Whoa. So much. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. Well, I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. So I want to say thank you to a listener of ours who sent us this case and asked it, asked us to cover it right away because there is, we're coming up on an anniversary. So this is uh, the missing persons case of Patricia Otto. Patricia Otto went missing from her home in Lewiston, Idaho on August 31st of 1976. And on August 4th, her daughter, uh, Suzanne, will be holding a walk in her honor and to celebrate what would have been Patricia's 70th birthday. Wow. So I'm going to tell you from... um, Suzanne's there, there's there's a Facebook page called Patty's Voice. And so I'm just going to use some of Suzanne's words, Patty's daughter, mm-hmm. to explain what happened to Patty or what we think happened to Patty. She says, my mother, Patricia Otto, vanished from our home in Lewiston, Idaho, after an argument with my father, Ralph Otto, on August 31st, 1976. According to my father, she walked out and took nothing with her, leaving her car and my sister and I. Now, one of the things that doesn't make any sense about that, they had been having marital problems and uh, Patty had left Ralph one other time. And when she left him, she took her children and then they reconciled. So to think that Patty would just have walked out yeah, uh, no. without them and never come back, total bullshit, didn't oh. happen. Um, Ralph had her wedding rings in his pocket. Makes you wonder why he had those now, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? So Ralph was the prime suspect in this situation all along, but they never had any evidence against him to be able to actually charge him. 
But in October of 1976, he was arrested for trying to hire a hitman to kill the Lewiston police captain who was working on Patty's missing persons case. What? That is not the actions of a guilty man at all, Gosh, right? no. Yeah. Ooh. So around the time, a couple of years after Patty went missing, a couple of unidentified female um, bodies were found in Oregon. So Lewiston is in northern Idaho, and it's just right across the border from Oregon. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not very far from each other. There was um, a young woman found in Portland, Oregon um, on July 28th of 1978. Um, She did fit Patty's description. So then some confusing stuff happened. And I think this is where Suzanne is starting to understand maybe why her her mother was never found or or at least never identified. Mm-hmm. Because um, we have this this female body that was found in Oregon around the Portland area on July 28th of 1978. Mm-hmm. Then in Finley Creek, which is near Elgin, Oregon, on August 27th of 1978, another um, female um, skeletal body was found. Oh, gosh. Let me tell you the weirdest part about that. Do you know who found that body? Oh, no. Suzanne's later-to-be father-in-law and his father. You know, many, many years before she met her husband. Isn't that weird? That is way weird. Yeah. So these two bodies were found. The one in Elgin, Oregon, was wearing red polyester pants and a white blouse, which is what Patty was wearing when she went missing. So there was some kind of attempt made to compare dental records of Patty to these two bodies, right? Well, they said that the one in Portland was not her. They also said the one at Finley Creek was not her. But Suzanne has been unable to find any proof that they actually compared her mother's dental records uh-huh. to um, the well, body. Right. There should have been Elton. a written report of that. And there, there isn't. There's not. She's been through all of the documentation, all that stuff. There's no report that that actually happened. People said. Well, that's not right. It was that it did happen, but she's pretty sure that it didn't. So this case mm-hmm. really just got forgotten about for mm-hmm. decades, literally. And one of the problems is that Patty and her sister, who eventually were adopted by relatives after her dad, you know, attempted the hitman thing and then ended up in prison for some other related charge. And he even, he died in prison in 81. So it's been gone a long time. Of course. Yeah. They they were told that their mother walked out and didn't want them anymore. Well, sure. They didn't know as little kids that there was actually a missing persons case going on about their mom. Like they just thought, you know, so as she's gotten older, she and her sister who, who has unfortunately also passed away. Um, have done as much of their own investigation as they can, trying to keep this case alive because, you know, they feel like they have the right to have her identified, you know, to know where she is. I mean, they, she absolutely believes that her father killed him, killed her mother. Yeah. Um, 
so in 1978, there was a detective, Tom Celine, who did absolutely believe that the uh, body from Elgin, Oregon was Patty. But somehow something, there was some mix up because there were these two bodies and Patty's dental records. Mm -hmm. And the, the body in Portland was identified as a woman named A. Willits. The Finley Creek Jane Doe has not ever been identified. And Suzanne really does think that this is her mother. And so she oh, yeah. is really pushing to uh, work toward finding that out. But unfortunately, in 1990, Oregon closed that unsolved case mm-hmm. and destroyed the evidence, cremated the victim. Oh, for God's sake. And did not document anything about her remains. Just had had it um, her the body cremated. Oh, no. Now, one thing is, that body, that woman was pregnant when she was killed. If that was Suzanne, no one knew she was pregnant at the time that she went missing. Oh, somebody maybe did. Mm -hmm. But about a year ago, Suzanne was scrolling through Facebook. And she sees an image that comes up on a missing persons page that looks just like her. And... For a minute, she thought it was her. Let me show you this picture. So the picture to the far left with the wide collar, that is Patty Otto. Mm -hmm. The picture in the center here, that is a picture that was drawn based on the the skull of of the Elgin, Oregon body. Wow. The picture on the right is Suzanne. Holy cow. Yeah. And that really spurred her um, to do more research into this and look into this. And, you know, she's been working really hard now to figure out what happened to her mom. But look at that. I mean, that picture could be Suzanne. It could. Easily. Wow. And it could also be Patty. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of the reasons that she absolutely believes that that body in in Elgin, uh, Oregon, is her mom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So she is working with um, police right now because one of the things that happened is when that body was found, they only found parts of the body. Like they there were Ah. limbs missing, like like there'd been predation. And so there were bones and stuff missing. Mm hmm. And her father-in-law, who happens to be the person that found her mother's body, it's so weird, right. um, remembers exactly where that happened, mm-hmm. where he was when it happened. He was with his dad at the time. Yeah. And so they um, have actually had a cadaver dog out in that area who has, um, you know, indicated that there are human remains there mm-hmm. because nobody ever went to look for the rest of the parts of the body. Mm-hmm. And so she's working right now with police. There is a Finley Creek Jane Doe Elgin, Oregon task force working on solving this case. And, and, and so she's getting finally some help from the police. Good. One of the things that they're trying to do is get the police to go out there and dig for bones because mm-hmm. 
they need some DNA. And yeah. his body was cremated, unfortunately. Um, yeah. There's a lot missing, but there is um, an X-ray of her mother's dental work that she uh-huh. found in some of her sister's stuff after she passed away. The, the only actual report on the dental comparison is handwritten. And it doesn't really, it doesn't have any photos or x-rays or anything with it. Uh-huh. Um, Lewiston police didn't have an x-ray or anything like that on file. What? So uh-huh. they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to see if they can find another um, sample. Another yeah. sample, basically. Yeah. Oh, I so hope they can. She deserves this. She really does. Absolutely. She's working really hard to um, try to just solve this. She just needs to know, is this her mother? You know, be able to put that to rest. Mm -hmm. The coroner's office in um, Oregon does actually still have the ashes because they didn't have anyone to give them to because Mm -hmm. the body is unidentified. So they do have the ashes. Mm -hmm. Um, she talks about how no, her father never spoke of her mother. They weren't allowed to talk about her. Oh, sure. Um, he wouldn't let, um, anyone talk about her around the girls. And so they were just led to believe that she had abandoned them all this time. But here's the thing. There had been some history of abuse with Ralph Otto. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously he was trying to stop the investigation yeah, yeah of her going missing because he mm-hmm. tried what he did is he um tried to hire a hitman who turned out to be an undercover police officer <laughs> now strangely because genius of genius level work there ralph yeah right yeah because of a weird loophole um he was never actually charged for that wow which so he was arrested was, but not charged um, he was arrested but not charged but then How later what? How did he die? He died in prison in 1981 um, yeah. on unrelated charges. Wow. So um, this is what Suzanne is working on right now. And uh, somebody, one of our listeners, thank you for sending us this case. Thought it would yeah. be good for us to cover it. They are um, holding a, like a 70th birthday party for her. And it's a walk. And it is, um, you know, an opportunity to bring attention to this case. It is happening in Lewiston, Idaho on August 4th. Uh And, you know, we just wanted to talk about this case and throw our support behind uh, Suzanne and the rest of her family in hopes that working with the officials in Oregon, that they can identify this body. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why they think it is her. Uh-huh. It's that saying that the dental work didn't match, but it appears that maybe that got all mixed up because there were two uh-huh. different bodies being compared to see if they were her. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, this was in 1978 when those comparisons were made. We didn't yeah. have a lot of forensics back then. So uh-huh. fingers crossed they can find some more of the bones uh-huh. in Elgin, Oregon. So the that the clothes, um, the timing, the facial rendering. Mm. Right. It's all there. Sadly, the clothes were destroyed. Of course. And the body cremated, which I don't know why. I mean, they were just bones. Like, why couldn't they keep them? 
Well, you know, why couldn't they have kept the clothes in an evidence locker? Right, right. Yeah. So there's tons of questions, but uh, Suzanne is working very hard to just solve her mother's case. You just would like to know what happened to her mom. What was really true? Because her dad lied about it so much. Right. Um, they've. Wait, did they have a cause of death for the Jane Doe? No. Hmm. But Suzanne was three years old at the time. And she says that she remembers her, the kid, the two girls were at their grandma's house. Mom picked them up, came home with them. And then there was a big fight between Ralph and Patty. Mm -hmm. Suzanne says she remembers watching her dad pick her mother up by the throat and, and take her out of the room. And that was the last time she saw her. Now she was three at the time, but that would be a very traumatic event. And, you know, she says that she remembers it quite clearly. And so it's possible okay. if he had strangled her and all they have left are scattered bones, they, they can't right. tell. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. So there is no cause of death. There is. There Which are the people. Website, had he shot her, they may have been able to identify that depending on what they found. If, if, you yeah, know? if it went through but, bone, they could have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are people who say that he admitted to it. To some people, but they never, that was never, you know, verified. The police don't have all of that. There's so much the police do not have in this mm -hmm. case that's very frustrating. But it does seem as though Suzanne is finally getting some help yeah. and finally getting some support here. And maybe finally we'll be able to close her mother's case. Yeah. Well, good. All the support and love to Suzanne. I, Absolutely. I expect to hear this case is solved. I do too. I do too. I really think they're going to find a bone. They're going to be able to compare the DNA to Suzanne and mm -hmm. to know that that is in fact Patty. Mm -hmm. And they have her ashes. So maybe Patty could at least have the ashes of her mother and know where she was. Will they ever be able to prove who killed her for sure? Probably not. No. But it, it does seem pretty obvious too, though. Mm -hmm. this, this whole thing seems like it's exactly what it looks like. It does. It does seem like it's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. So lots of love to Suzanne's family yeah. and, and Suzanne herself and everyone that's helping in this situation. And we just want to, you know, throw our support behind it and, and hope that um, the, the resolution comes quickly now for Suzanne. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have one segment left and I hear it is some WTF news from Katie. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured this episode was going to be fairly heavy, so I thought I'd lead us out of the episode with something a little bit lighter. Though uh -huh. it is a murder, so we'll try and be, you know, cognizant of that and, and uh, you know, aware of it. But sure. this is one of those things you cannot make up. Wow. This is a murder that happened in September 2010. Uh, it was a wife who murdered her husband yeah. uh, along with uh, what looks to be her lover. Her name was or is Marinda. His name, oh gosh, is Ronald Heichel. None of that is funny. Marinda said she wanted her husband killed because she said he abused her. Police say it was actually life insurance proceeds. Mm, okay. There was a gag order in the case uh, early on because uh, the 
prosecutor did not want any parties speaking publicly about this case. Well, we wonder why. Well, it might be, maybe, because it's going to really stick in people's heads. Oh. See, Miranda's last name is Boob. That's right. Boob. <laughs> yep. Okay. Miranda Boob, who's Boob, and Ronald Heichel, of course, were arrested initially. Mm -hmm. Then they discovered there was a getaway driver. And he mm. got arrested too. And this is the headline that ran. Butts arrested in boob murder. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His name, the, the getaway driver's name, is Kermit Butts. <laughs> terrible oh you know, my god enough to give your kid the last name of butts but you had to name him kermit too right like poor kermit never stood a chance really in this him. life yeah whoa mm -hmm. so that was the uh the talk of the town for quite some time was the heichel boob butts uh incident <laughs> here they are in case you're wondering <laughs> they are human people with real faces but My uh, God. unfortunately they had children who ended up with no parents because oh. Miranda went to prison and so did Heichel for life however there's been no real uh, updates in the news about butts so we're not really sure where old Kermit butts is now but uh <laughs> God. we do know at least the boob went to prison well I mean silver lining truth what the hell Yep. Uh, <laughs> the truth Here's is stranger than fiction. When I was researching this case, because I saw it in an off-handed uh, article, so I had to do a little more work to, you know, get it all squared away. Mm -hmm. I found two other boob cr cr crimes that kind of blew my mind. One in which a woman in uh, Washington, she and her husband filmed a sexual encounter. And... Uh, she suffocated him to death with her boobs. <laughs> and he was begging for his life. And she just kept on going and filmed the whole thing. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she got charged. And then another case where a man made his breastfeeding wife breakfast, a bowl of cereal, and put enough heroin in there to kill her, which it did. Oh, and the police God. were able to prove it through samples of breast milk. Because she was full of heroin. Her family said, she's a breastfeeding mother. She doesn't do drugs. The person who drugs, does drugs in this house is this asshole. They were able to get breast milk out of the freezer that had been pumped within a day or two of her death to prove that there was no heroin in her system. In fact, none of the breast milk had heroin in it that was in the freezer. Just her. Oh, because God. Because her husband killed her that way. Good Lord. Yeah. So who knew? Falling One boob down a surgeon real boob now. Here. <laughs> yep. I felt like a boob today looking at all this stuff. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. So um, Kermit Butts, wherever you are, I hope you're okay. And to the rest of you, I I think uh, <laughs> I think Marinda and Robert Ronald uh, probably deserve the uh, shock belt. 
I think they do, yes. Mm-hmm. From yesterday's episode. Definitely. Yeah, for Good sure. Lord. So there you have it. That's what I've got. Well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's granted. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> this is our Tuesday episode. We will be back on Wednesday with another great episode and Wednesday night for our case updates live stream. And of course, the Psychic Hour, which is now a part of our YouTube subscription. You can sign up for that super easy on our homepage, on the YouTube homepage of True Crime Squad. Mm-hmm. Or uh, become a patron. Go check us out over on Patreon. And you will be able to access the Psychic Hour over there. Plus uh, somewhere around 200 episodes of bonus content that we've done over the last couple of years. So yeah. check that out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. And you know it, we are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.